All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Active FM, this is The Void Show. Thank you so much for tuning with us here. Um, my name is Andrew Faladzi Wahahomu, and of course, you can be part of this conversation today. We are speaking about the future of astronomy in the African continent. And so uh, today I am joined by Mr. Fabian Peterson, uh, who's of course um, interested in these kind of things. Uh, so he joins us from Netherlands. And uh, of course, he's a blogger. He writes stuff about exponential technology. Um, he, he's in platform design, uh, he's in environmental issues, he writes about graphic design and music production and uh, also sustainable development goals. Uh, Mr. Fabian Peterson, thank you so much for joining us on The Void Show today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, um, I know that you you in Bulgaria. I, I mean, I think you originally stay in Bulgaria, but right now you're in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, I'm just staying with family in this time, um, this pandemic <laughs> yeah. situation. But uh, normally, I I'm uh, living in Bulgaria. That's correct. Oh. Okay, so um, I mean, in South Africa, it's a sunny day. It's a beautiful day. How is it there? Uh, also sunny. Also oh. sunny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, normally, this uh, I mean, it's summertime here now. Normally, the summers are not. Not every day is so nice, but yeah. today is a good day. So, <laughs> and in South yeah. Africa, it's winter around this time. <laughs> yeah, but I was in uh, South Africa during winter time, but I think it's still quite can be quite nice. Uh, where were you in that time? Wh wh which area were you in? Uh, all around Western Cape, Eastern Cape, mostly mostly in the middle of nowhere, really. So I, I love Western Cape. I just yeah. haven't been there. It's one of my dreams to go there one day. <laughs> Okay, yeah, definitely check it out. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Peterson, I can see that, you know, you're interested in so many things, uh, you know, but uh, I think I was I was just sparkled by seeing that you're also interested in music production. Tell us more about that. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I started more as a hobby, like yeah, yeah. I was, even as a kid, I was learning guitar and yeah, yeah. trying to learn piano. <laughs> but at some point, I just uh, moved more into uh, electronic music production, so wow. just digital. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, and I'm also posting on, for example, Instagram. I'm, I'm right now. I'm very interested in synthwave and vaporwave. Yeah. It's a style of electronic music. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Astrovada, and I'm just yeah. sharing and promoting a lot of um, artists, not only the music, but also the visual um, yeah. art that goes along with it. You know, I think what's, what's surprising for me is, you know, uh, I don't know if this is what you think or what, uh, you know, people think, but, you know, like music and the kind of stuff that you're interested in, blogging, you know, IT, astrophysics, it seems like a stretch. <laughs> How do you match the two? Uh, well, try on error, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, for Synthwave and Vaporwave, the main theme is uh, science fiction. It's yes. mostly linked to science fiction yeah, and even, yeah. e even astronomy. No. And the art, um, yeah, planets, yeah. stars, um, moon, earth, they're yeah. all um, 
recurring um, uh, themes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and of course, uh, today we are joined by uh, Mr. Fabian Peterson all the way from Netherlands. So uh, we're going to be speaking about the future of astronomy in the African continent. And so right after this, we are coming back with more from Mr. Peterson. So make sure that you join our conversation on Facebook. We have a, an official Facebook page and the handle is at The Void Show. And so right after this, we will be back. <laughs> Hot presenters. Hi, this is Gavin Inslin. The best topics. How do you turn your house from being just a normal home to a five-star hotel? The hottest music. Say you love me tender. The most entertaining presenters. You are on the movie show. And in your left corner you have Ryan. And in your right corner you have Dad. Everything you could ever want in radio. Radio has never been better. And of course, you're still with us. This is The Void Show. And if it happens that you have scrolled to this point by any uh, chance, just make sure that you do go back to the beginning and hear the kind of introduction we had. Uh, of course, today we are joined by Mr. Fabian Peterson, all the way from the Netherlands. And we are speaking about the future of astronomy in the African continent. Mr. Fabian Peterson, uh, thank you so much. And again, for joining us. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, so um, you are a blogger, so you, you write stuff, right? You write stuff. Yes. And, um, you know, when I read the, I think on your LinkedIn profile, I do see that you got to volunteer in uh, several environmental uh, projects and cultural projects, which I That's can correct. say that it, it kind of brought two concerns to your attention, which was a concern of sustainability and concern of technology i think limiting leverage of technology right so yes. the question that i want to ask you first is what motivated you to volunteer because you know uh, a lot of people just say um they believe that i should get paid for what i do so <laughs> tell us about your volunteering process what motivated you behind that uh it was mostly uh trying to find a way to well so um after i left high school i didn't want to go to university direct oh yeah i wanted to do some more practical work yes but uh practical but work i mean i, I didn't want to do any part of, i want to do something more which uh, would allow me to develop skills yeah, yeah. learn more about the topics i'm interested in um so that's how i got interested in volunteering yeah and my yeah actually my first big uh, volunteering uh activity was in south africa actually wow <laughs> it was in a yeah um wildlife um conservation project yes yes okay so now you you mentioning a point about you i think you wanted to do more practical work than going to yes. the university i mean so to someone who's probably listening to this right now uh what would you advise what which advice would you give to them i mean should you go to practical world or should you go to university i mean you know 
What do you think? Which one is more better? Well, you definitely should take into account uh, what your plans are. So, yes. for for example, you are interested in astronomy and you yeah. want to do this scientific work. You want mm. to become mm. an academic. Yeah. Then obviously uh, going, let's say, to university, learning all the theory, learning all the mathematics. <laughs> Will be a requirement. There is still some theory in 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 the university that's given in universities. Yes, <laughs> but uh, but I I think that um, a lot of people they just study um, because they think that's re- like that's expected. Oh, Even though they don't have any long, they don't have a long term plan. They don't know what they want to do. I like that. And uh, then I would say um, it's maybe not always the best idea uh, to go to university, <laughs> especially in, in those places where it's also very expensive. Yeah, right. I think a lot of the skills, and especially skills for the future, um, can be learned definitely just on the internet, just by doing practical work, by volunteering, oh. by doing mm-hmm. internships. No, no, no. That's 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 definitely true, and especially around this time, I think we do have a lot of uh, even free courses on the internet that are given to to the public, right? So, um, yeah. now, uh, just following this, uh, I mean, you volunteering. I think you you said uh, that brought two concerns to your attention, which is the concern of sustainability and the limiting leverage of technology. Talk to us more about that. Sorry, I didn't get the last part. Okay, yeah. So I, I mean, like uh, you volunteering brought up like two concerns to your attention. So the first one, which is uh, sustainability, and the second one, yes. which is the limiting leverage of technology. So uh, just to tell us more about those two factors. Yeah. So I will take about the sustainability of the project itself, mm. because. Um, when I, when I was working on the projects in South Africa, but also some other places, yes. I, I, know, I noticed that um, technology is not always used to the maximum um, extent. Mm. Like there's a lack of um, technical technological ability Definitely. within the organization, mm. which can make them very inefficient and which also causes them not to reach like the audience or the the people they need to get to keep their project rolling. So you do think that maybe using technology would uh, push, uh, you know, companies to maybe uh, contribute to the improvement of knowledge? Yeah, for, for example, even if you're a non-profit, if you're an NGO, yeah, I would say, for example, marketing, it's yeah. very important. Yeah. But marketing is often seen as something you can't do unless you have a big budget. <laughs> That's something you really need to spend money on. Yeah, right. But uh, but I mean, with all the social media platforms, with bl- blogs and mm. and so on, you, you can do a lot of, you can get really far in marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, e- even just using these uh, free platforms. But uh, I see a lot of organizations still um, are not really uh, involved with this. <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, you just mentioned the point that when you were in South Africa, so you saw that technology isn't really used to, I mean, its maximum level that it, it which it can be used. So, what do you think can be? What measures would can be put in place so that this technology is used by people in you know a lot of countries that are not using them? 
that much yeah that's um i think there could be an initiative that actually um actively works with uh, people and organization to yeah. into to like to introduce them yeah because for example when i was working in south africa i was mm. working with the organization okay the the managers of this were already a bit older people oh yeah who, who are not uh, not too familiar with the uh, new te- technologies oh yes. yes so they were relying on um kind of well they were, were basically relying on kind of agents to find volunteers for them but uh, a lot of these vol- agents are uh, they are for example uh, charging money yeah for, yeah for you to get a position mm, mm. which again reduces the amount of volunteers that uh, they can get access to so if an organization uh, rather than playing the agent they introduce the organization on how to use social media oh. um I use you uh, take cheese to t- to um yes. to connect to volunteers yeah. to connect to resources that, that, that I think that can be helpful. No that that really is beautiful. And of course if you just joined us um we do have Mr. Fabian Peterson all the way from Netherlands and we are speaking about the future of astronomy in the African continent. So, um let's just get straight to this point uh Mr. Peterson. So, uh, uh on your blog there is uh, I think a title that you wrote about uh there are gaps in observational astronomy, right? <laughs> And so yes. I I did a show not so long ago where I was speaking about different kinds of uh maybe positions in this astronomy field and i did say that we do have observational astronomers and we do have theoretical astronomers so um when i read on your blog uh there was an article about some gaps in the observational astronomy and of course observational astronomy would be uh astronomers who just uh, spend most of their time using telescopes so uh, in a nutshell there's just a lot of hardware there so um yes yes what did you mean when you spoke about gaps in ast- uh, uh, observational astronomy what did you mean by that um so what i mean is that with the new tools uh, um that are used for observational um astronomy yes there's this trend that um the goal is to build larger and larger telescopes yes which means they become also more expensive yeah. and harder to build and what happens if you do this is that you have um several organizations working together which mm-hmm. of course is a very good thing yeah but it also means that you have to compromise on um of course you have all, all of them have to share these tools which means if you have different um, research objectives yes. um, th- you will have to make compromises when like who can use this tool at what time yeah. for how long yeah and this can create a gap for example if your research goals are to observe certain objects in space over longer time periods yeah because you you, you simply cannot get access to these tools to these telescopes for that kind of long term hmm. and that's where a gap can be created because yes. um there are t- there are too many actors all dependent on a limited amount of tools 
Hmm. Okay, so now because I do see that you know, uh, in in most of the time when you speak, you talk about costs. So, um, and which I believe is one of the main factors in observational astronomy, as you just said. Yeah, definitely. A lot of hardware, big telescopes that should be built, and you know they are so expensive sometimes. So. Do you think maybe there are some measures that could be put in place to minimize these costs? Because, I mean, we really do need to explore space, but with much less cost. So what do you think about that? Yes. So I think if we are talking about uh, detail work, like yeah. gathering more detailed data, yeah, yeah, we are really stuck with these very expensive um things because to gather more uh, detail you will have to need uh, uh, bigger telescopes basically right <laughs> but in terms of um, gathering data about objects in space over longer time periods there are some uh, alternatives because uh, you, you can still gather um, uh, useful data about for this with smaller telescopes because we're really interested about um, looking at objects and how they evolve over time, how they behave over time. So e even a small telescope, if you have a smaller telescope, but you yeah. can really assi assign it to this one specific object that you want to um, observe. Yeah, yeah. The, the, then, of course, the price can be reduced a lot because you can have a smaller telescope. Yes. And... Um, this can be both on Earth, yes. but then you will have, need to have several because the Earth is turning. So yeah. <laughs> you, you need to have always a telescope there where it's dark and there where it's not cloudy to be able to uh, look. But also, um, also interesting uh, development right now, I think, are CubeSats. So CubeSats are small satellites. Oh, which are designed by dimensions of 10 by 10 by 10 centimeters. They can be bigger, but that's yeah. the, the, ba the base, the, yeah. the, the smallest size. And uh, now people are also looking at how can we use these small satellites, so we shoot them into space, yeah. and how can we use them for astronomy. And because they are so small, you, you can launch several of them in one go. Oh. So it's not like a big space telescope again, which is really heavy, which is yeah. really expensive. Yes. Which takes years to plan or <laughs> even just to plan the launch. Yeah. But yeah. with the small satellites, you can have a, like a constellation and you can assign one of those to, a, to an object you find very interesting. Yeah. And the, those small satellites can also perform this long term observation and collect data about um, how these objects are changing over time. Hmm. Okay, now that is really is amazing. And so we do have Mr. Fabian Peterson uh, joining us today. And we are speaking about the future of astronomy in the African uh, continent, which we're going to speak more about when we come back from this beautiful gem. So right now, uh, tell me first, uh, what kind of music you listen to? <laughs> uh, of course, Synthwave and Vaporwave <laughs> oh. a lot. But yeah. really, I like I like I like pretty much all kinds of uh, yeah. musical genres. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna give you this jam. I'm playing it for you. <laughs> all right. And um, this is actually an album by Active Worship, and it was released last year, 2019. 
So it sounds a bit reggae, uh, but then uh, I think you love it. Now, here's a song by Active Worship saying visions and dreams.
course, I hope that you did enjoy that jam. And obviously, I was playing it for our guest today. We do have Mr. Fabian Peterson. Uh, and of course, if you've just scrolled to this point, you want to make sure that you go back to the beginning and really hear the kind of the conversation that we were having with Mr. Peterson here. Um, he's a blogger. He writes about uh, pretty much all things, uh, you know, exponential technology, um, sustainability, uh, and in, in more particular, uh, of course, in science. And so, Mr. Peterson, thank you so much for joining us again. <laughs> thank you. Okay. So, um, you do want to make sure that you join in this conversation. It will be there on YouTube as well. Uh, just a safe platform for you to get this is to go to our official Facebook page. The handle is at The Void Show with Andrew. So, Mr. Peterson. Um, there is one article that you wrote about, and I think, you know, it, 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 it really is interesting. And it was titled, uh, Your Way to the Big Bang, right? <laughs> uh, 3D printing your way 3D to the Big Bang, yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, before we really get more on uh, talking about that, you know, what you wrote about, um, I want us to speak about the Big Bang first. Now, All right. uh, <laughs> and of course, this in many cases, it, it, it's sort of like a philosophical argument between the people of different fields. Because, you know, people in science, uh, I don't think a lot of them would argue about what Big Bang is. But, you know, um, it, it kind of like uh, maybe uh, there's, there's uh, 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 belief systems. Maybe let's say if you're a Christian, you know that the universe began in this way. Uh, if you are a scientist, you would know that no, we, we have a Big Bang. So I just want to hear your thoughts about the Big Bang. What do you think about the Big Bang? The Big Bang? <laughs> yes, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. Uh, you want me to explain it? Or? No, I just, I just want you to tell me if uh, you, know, you really do believe that there, there was a Big Bang or not. <laughs> well, I always believed there was a Big Bang, yes, but... Uh, now people are even talking about we are in a computer simulation, and uh, <laughs> I mean the scientists talking about the uh, scientists talking about this. So yeah, uh, it, I, I I'm not sure. For me, <laughs> science really means that uh, you will have to be able to um, to uh, how to say. Yeah. To do the test yourself, to do of the course. experiments yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, only there you can really find scientific uh, proof. Yes. Uh, originally, I, I was not so sure about people being critical about uh, the theories that most uh, scientists were yeah. promoting. But now, but now scientists are even fighting <laughs> about this. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about it. Okay. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So tell us about uh, 3D printing back to the Big Bang. Yes. Yes. So tell us more about the article that you, you wrote. Well, so so this uh, this also cuts into the topic about cost, really, and yes. uh, the machines for science. Yeah. So, of course, uh, telescopes are getting um, expensive, but... Uh, Particle accelerators, which are one of the main machines, yeah. which are used to um, to explore the, you know, uh, what the Big Bang would have been like. Yes. Um, the, 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 those machines are, of course, also massive and uh, costing billions and billions mm -hmm. of dollars. Yeah. And uh, so I, I wrote this article to to uh, to discover some um, um, 
alternative ways to build also these particle accelerators, but build them in a way that also makes them, um, yeah, more affordable, more basically. Affordable. Yeah, and more efficiently, yeah. right? Yes. Can you make them smaller? Can you make them more powerful? Um, can you make them more easily accessible to yeah. uh, different research institutions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I mentioned 3D printing in this article because um, th there, are, there are some new um, materials being designed, like po polymer, okay, which are which are kind of like transparent materials that can Is be it? printed with a 3D with a 3D printer. Wow. And uh, the, these materials can also be used for new type of particle accelerator. Huh which uses light, which um, like uses light to accelerate particles. And these polymers, the, these um, transparent materials are used to, um, yeah, how to say, to steer the light in a way that it can be used as an accelerating force. Yes. And this could be a candidate yeah. that can could make this possible to actually manufacture small scale yeah, small-scale particle accelerators and make yeah. them affordable and uh, widely used, more widely yeah. used. No, no, no. That's interesting. So I hear you speaking about, you know, uh, particle accelerators. So how would you explain particle accelerating? Uh, why do we have to do particle accelerating and how do we do it to someone who probably does not know what that, that means, like particle accelerating? Yes, so if you have the most basic, the most basic um, um, building stones of all materials, yeah. so you have um, atoms. Yes, you can go even down with neutrons, um, yeah. electrons, electrons, and then particle accelerators um, basically studies that um, if if you ha have these particles uh, um, interact at very high speeds, hmm. so. Um, Right now, in CERN, for example, they use protons. Yes, yes. So they have basically just a swarm of protons, mm. and they accelerate them with magnets. And they, these protons um, go near the lighter speed. They reach near the lighter speed. Yeah they, yeah. they can do this because they are so small and so light. Yeah, so small, right? Because yeah. nothing can go faster than light, but yeah. protons can come very close to this speed. And then if uh, these protons at some point start... Um, yeah, like smacking into each other. Yeah, there, there's very interesting uh, stuff happening. Like yeah. there's new, uh, there's new particles um, yeah. appearing, disappearing. Yeah, and uh, basically, um, the, yeah, that's what um, particle physicists study. Hmm. Yes. That is, that, that's 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 interesting. And so, um, do you do you think maybe in the future we will do have more cheap uh, material to use to study the universe yes I, I definitely think so because actually particle accelerators have some practical appliances already yeah for example they're using for cancer treatment yes oh yeah because you can can um you can aim very precisely with these yeah. um, particle accelerators yeah only hit yeah. the the parts that yeah. needs to be hit yeah yeah and even for scanning in airports airport yeah. security Hmm. So, I would imagine the more affordable you make this technology, the more and more um, applications can be found for this. Hmm. And of course, yes. a side effect of, of, of having an actual industry, of having an actual market for this technology, makes it in turn also, again, more affordable for scientists. Yeah. 
um, and to use it for their research. Hmm. No, no, that's 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 beautiful. Uh, so um, now I found something that's very interesting that you also wrote about. I mean, you you write about things, and you know, I, I love your articles. You were speaking about science lacks entrepreneurship, and yes. so I, I I found this very intriguing. But before we speak more about that, how would you define entrepreneurship, like uh, relative to what you wrote about, like in science? Um, un- entrepreneurship to me means that you can take you can take ideas that already exist and combine them in a way that creates a new product, that creates a new service, huh. uh, and uh, find a new application for it. Yes, yes, yes. So trying to get, go away from uh, you learn to use something in a in a specific way, mm. but to try to find new ways to use. in that way innovate. Mm. Hmm. Okay. So, w- what do you mean by science lacks entrepreneurship? Uh, so, lacks entrepreneurship in the sense that I think that the leading scientific organizations yes. they're very bureaucratic in nature. Yeah. Yeah. So if you talk about um, organizing a budget, uh, yeah. making plans for building a new machine, you know, this, uh, th- this takes very long. It takes several people who, uh, who uh, have maybe already been years and years. So the, I mean, the people who have the leaderships, they're yeah. already years and years working yeah. in a certain way. Mm. So the, the amount of directions that uh, projects can go is limited. Hmm. So I think that, but I think that because um, a lot of technologies like 3D printing, like artificial intelligence, make things more affordable um, to try out new things, to to uh, try to find um, ways for new technologies yeah. to, that they find uh, that they can get a new application in yeah. in science. Yes. But uh, I think these uh, these bureaucratic institutions, of course, are doing great work. It's not mm. supposed to be a criticism. Yeah, it's just that uh, the new ways of using technology, the new ways or uh, the new applications, um, are often cannot be discovered mm. due to this. Hmm. Okay, no, that really is beautiful. So um, I remember one day, uh, you know, uh, you were listening to the void, and you told me that you like the fact that we were speaking about the educational system getting more yes. and more obsolete, right? So how would you, you know, relate to the educational system with science lacking entrepreneurship? Yeah, so because um, a school trains you over years, over many years, yeah. to prepare you for a specific job hmm. or to work in a specific narrow field. Wow. But because technology is changing so much and there's more and more automation going on, I think you cannot rely anymore to, for a school to train you over many, many years. And then afterwards, for your working career, what yeah. you le- learned to mm. remain relevant all yeah. the way through. Yeah. So it's important, I think, for anyone, even if you're studying in university, you need mm. to take on a mindset that in the end education is your own responsibility Hmm. and also it's important that you keep educating yourself throughout your life because Hmm. things are changing um 
like even if you think you have some specific job security right now in 10 years it can be completely different there's so many factors that we simply do not um, control about this and i think if you are yeah if you're studying or learning for a specific job uh, this you always need to keep this in mind Hmm. and uh, that way um that way you can prepare yourself to succeed uh, yeah, in the future yeah, yeah. Right. and you actually remind me me of uh, you know I was listening to to Neil deGrasse Tyson I'm sure you know him um, he's a yes, popular scientist and you know he said that um, right now our educational system is not teaching our students on how to think of the evidence on how to you know innovate but instead it's just teaching them on what to know right so yes I, I definitely do think that that's a, a huge problem now do you want to add something there yeah i mean uh, as uh, he says he's completely right uh, education now is more the accumulation of knowledge yeah. of knowledge <laughs> right. but yeah but i mean once artificial intelligence is going to take over yeah it, it doesn't make mem- it doesn't um matter how good your memory is artificial intelligence and computer are going to memorize knowledge better than you so and uh, so if that's your education uh, we we have a problem here <laughs> okay all right so um tell us about uh, the the future of astronomy in the african continent uh, what do you think about the future of you know science in this world in particular Yes, so I think that um, especially because there's now so many new technologies mm. that can find application for science, um, I think there's a lot of new um, players um, that, that can arise in many new fields. So, for example, with those uh, small telescopes, with the cube sets, with the yeah. small satellites. Yeah. Um, and these technologies, um, they level the playing fields. So, for example, previously you had NASA, yeah. um, who basically leads anything that's um, launching into space. Yeah. Like they, they are the leaders. There's no, there's no competition. You know, there's no competition. Mm. It's just na- uh, NASA, and if you want to participate, you can be a contributor. Yeah, but still, um, in the in the end, that's also business. The m- amount you contribute is the yeah. amount you c- you can use the tool or whatever the project is. Yeah, but uh, I think we we will see a, a lot of new um, like like players in the field that uh, that because uh, the, these with these uh, cheaper technologies anywhere anywhere in the world can start contributing. Yeah. Not only start contributing, but even become a leader, yeah. a leader in this new in this new field, in this new technology, this new mm-hmm. application. So I think that all over the world we can see uh, new and um, um, yeah, new innovations with mm-hmm. these technologies. Mm-hmm. So so um, so for example, a lot of smaller countries in Africa, but also outside, they for yeah. example started the first satellite mission. Yes. Yes. using a CubeSat. Mm. So even previously, if it was not possible due to lack of uh, funding, for example, yeah, um, they could not do like the big uh, satellite built by Boeing. Yeah. But this CubeSat, this CubeSat um, technology completely democratizes um, satellite technology, basically. Yeah. And now uh, smaller countries, um, even just small groups where, that have a common interest yeah. can be involved uh, can be involved in the development uh, of these technologies yeah 
Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, all right. Uh, thank you so much for that. And so, um, there's a game that I want to play with you. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do, do you know how to sing? <laughs> uh, not really, no. <laughs> okay. So, in this game, then you're going to have to sing for us if you happen to lose the game. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you a question, right? And right. Um, you just have to answer it. And if you lose it, then you're going to have to just come up with a song for us quick, quick on The Void Show. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, now you're going to have to choose a number for me from one to eight. I have to choose yeah, any number? Your favorite number from one to eight. Uh, let's take a five. Let's take a five. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Now, I ask you a question based on the number that you chose. And now, if you get it right, you don't have to sing for us. But if you get it wrong, then you sing for us. <laughs> All right. Okay, now the thing is, you have to answer this in three seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay, now, this is the question. You chose number five. And so the question is, give me the name of the planet that's on the fifth position. One, <laughs> two... Jupiter. Jupiter, you are right. <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on The Void Show, Mr. Fabian Peterson. It was really great to have you around here. Okay, thanks for having me. Okay, um, so do you have any social media platforms maybe where our listeners can just find you on? Yes, um, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter? where I uh, curate a lot of technology and science news. Beautiful, yes. Uh, um, my handle, my Twitter handle is Fabian Psen. So that's F-A-B-I-A-N-P-S-E-N, all written yes. together. Okay. Then on Instagram for my um, music projects, um, you can see Astrovada. It's A-S-T-R-O. Yes. V-A-D-A, okay. also written all together. Okay, beautiful. Um, is that yes. I think you have and a page on Facebook. Don't you have a page? Um, yes, it's the Terrayana, which is also the name of my website, terrayana.com. Yes. And which is all the handle for, um, for, for, for Facebook. And Terrayana is written T-E-R-R-A-Y-A-N-A. Okay, beautiful. Um, Mr. Fabian Peterson, I cannot really thank you enough for joining us today. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, do you have any last words maybe that you want to share with us? Maybe motivation, maybe um, a code, I don't know, just anything that you want to share with us. <laughs> Please do share with us. L <laughs> listen to the Void Show. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. That that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And of course, um, this is Mr. Fabian Peterson uh, joining us today. And if you happened to have just scrolled to this point, you do want to make sure that you go back and really hear what we were speaking about. He's a blogger. He is uh, interested in uh, science, in astrophysics, in astronomy, and um, you definitely want to go check his work out. And of course, you will find this on YouTube. Uh, we are there, but just to check our official facebook page our handle is at the void show with andrew mr fabian peterson thank you again for the last time i promise thank you thank you okay so right after this i will be closing live right here on active fm we bring to you the active worship inception album on Spotify and Apple iTunes. If you're interested in downloading the album, well, contact us for more info. And of course, uh, this is uh, still uh, The Void Show. My name is Andrew Falazi Homu, and this is Active FM. As we all and always say that radio has uh, never been better. Today, we had Mr. Fabian Peterson all the way from Netherlands uh, joining us, and we were speaking about the future of astronomy. So um, please make sure that you do check us on all our social media platforms. Uh, if you want a safe platform to check out all our shows on Active FM, uh, and it's www.activefm.co.za. We are there on Twitter. Our handle is uh, at ActiveFM, Instagram, ActiveFM777. And we are on Spotify. So if you just search um, The Void Show uh, on ActiveFM on Spotify, you will definitely get us there. So please make sure that you do follow us there. We are on YouTube. We are on TikTok. We are literally everywhere on Apple Podcast, um, Google Podcast. So um, if you just search Active FM, you will definitely find us there. Now, the question that I always ask is uh, today, what did you learn today? And of course, with this elapsed time, we had our guest and really uh, he shared a lot with us. The question is, what did you learn on today's episode? So make sure that you do uh, uh, take us, uh, tell us what you learned on the void show today and so from me myself and i andrew falazi homo broadcasting in the free state south african province i am signing out i'll see you next time same place active fm radio has never been better